What's up, everybody? Ryan Satin here with the first SmackDown Roundup podcast. We've been doing these raw roundups. Now we got the first SmackDown one, and it was an episode. <laughs> uh, today was a crappy day, so let's move on from it by diving headfirst into everything that happened. We had Drew McIntyre coming out to start off the show with a promo that was interrupted by Sheamus. Sheamus points out, that he actually cashed in his Money in the Bank contract successfully once against none other than the head of the table, Roman Reigns. Little dig at Drew McIntyre. This prompts an appearance from Paul Heyman. He's got Adam Pierce in tow. And Heyman reminds the audience that Roman will be wrestling against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam in a last man standing match. Now, I haven't been able to talk about this on here too much yet. Uh, didn't really come up during the Raw roundup. But, yes, we've got Roman Reigns against Brock Lesnar at SummerSlam. I know I mentioned that I thought, I kind of mentioned some of the different Money in the Bank scenarios that could play out. But I didn't really talk necessarily about the actual match itself, Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns' last man standing match. This is going to take a lot to uh, get me hyped up for it. It's going to take a lot, and I think it's going to take more than just Paul Heyman being there. It's going to take Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns being there for me to really get invested. And so far, uh, that hasn't happened yet. We've we've, we rarely see Roman Reigns on the shows anymore lately. I'm not really sure why, but that is the case. And so... uh, He's got Paul Heyman. He's got the Usos kind of still holding it down for the bloodline. He's got honorary bloodline <laughs> member Sami Zayn uh, handling business for him as well. But uh, right now it's kind of hard to be excited about this match considering Brock Lesnar hasn't been around since WrestleMania. And Roman Reigns hasn't really been around as much since WrestleMania either. So it kind of feels like a retread of something we've seen. Uh, however, I know that with both of these guys they're so good at what they do uh that i have a feeling uh, we will be getting more invested as SummerSlam gets closer i hope i hope because right now uh it's hard to really be super interested in that now pierce is pressured from hey you can tell he's got this pressure going on from Heyman during the match and he says that uh he was hasty and including both competitors, the guys in the ring, uh, Sheamus, Drew McIntyre, that he was hasty in including both of these guys in the Money in the Bank match after last week's show. And after some influence from Paul Heyman, it's his duty to inform the two of them that management has changed their minds and they will no longer be in the match unless they earn it. So if Sheamus and Drew McIntyre team tonight and beat the Usos, they'll be put back into the match. Simple enough, I guess. Um, And this is kind of my biggest gripe with this week's show, but I'm going to save my thoughts in full on this until after the main event when I get to it in, I don't know, whatever, 15 minutes. (laughs) So we'll get there. Hold on. Just uh, put a little pin in that. You're going to have to wait a minute. We'll get there, though. I promise. I'll I'll, I'll dig deeper into that. Next, we had Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura in a Money in the Bank qualifier. Sami Zayn wins this one with the Huluva kick. This was a great way to start the show. Between two guys, I will never get tired of watching in a match against one another. It's just they have such great chemistry together. Going back from their time at NXT and on, it's just like 
definitely never going to get tired of watching Sami Zayn versus Shinsuke Nakamura. And I love that Sami Zayn qualified for the Money in the Bank match. Uh, he's so good when it comes to ladder matches. Uh, he's so good when it comes to everything. Uh, obviously, anyone who listens to all my podcasts or reads my articles knows that I'm a huge Sami Zayn fan. Uh, so, yeah, I'm stoked. I feel like he's going to gel well with all the guys in this match. And uh, even though I don't think that he's going to win it, uh, I think that it'll be fun to watch him on SmackDown for the next few weeks talking about <laughs> talking about uh, how he wants to win it for Roman Reigns. In fact, there was a promo later in the show uh, where, uh, you know, he's talking and, and, and Caleb Braxton tries to get out of him that he's going to uh, cash in where he gets mad at Caleb Braxton for asking him earlier if like he's gonna cash in on uh, you know Roman Reigns trying to stir the pot a little bit and I liked where <laughs> I liked with 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 Heyman being there kind of like being happy when he says that he's not going to cash in on Roman Reigns but then getting real pissed when he says he's gonna cash in on Brock Lesnar nice touch something for Sami Zayn to do until Money in the Bank good stuff next we had New Day versus Shanky and Jinder Mahal. But before the match was able to begin, New Day say they don't do repeated rematches and already did this last week. Funny coming from the, them after uh, being involved with the Brawling Brutes for like months at a time. Uh, but instead they say that they want to see what the crowd was robbed of last week. A dancing Shanky. So Shanky starts to dance, but Jinder stops him again. Shanky pushes Jinder away, and Jinder heads off to the back angrily. Shanky dances with New Day. I kind of hope that this is the end of Shanky and Jinder, and they just let Shanky do his thing. I think he's fun. People are entertained by his whole dancing thing. Um, and then, you know, let him feud with Jinder for a little bit. Let him have a small program with Jinder and then let him go off and do his thing. People are liking it. Um, although it is giving Jinder a ton of heat every time he stops Shanky from dancing. But uh, I'm thinking that with that little push there, maybe that uh, maybe they'll be moving away from each other. We'll see. Now, the Shanky and New Day, they get interrupted by uh, the Viking Raiders theme song. And I was confused about the commentary team acting acting like they had never heard the Viking Raiders horn at the beginning. Same horn they always use when it started to play, but everyone was acting like it was something new we had never heard before, which I didn't understand. However, uh, the Viking Raiders come out. They're now like wearing thick eye makeup, a uh, little bit, a uh, little bit, a little bit of a gear change, uh, but nothing too drastic. And they beat everyone down in the ring to signify that they're bad guys now. They're not the the fun-loving, happy-go-lucky duo of the past. They're actual tough Vikings. Honestly, this was badly needed. These two being like the goofy baby faces just really killed the tough guy persona that they were trying to exude. I hope as heels that they can be more dominant now and get their momentum back. I genuinely believe that there is value in the Viking Raiders team. I just didn't feel like there was value in what was being presented before. Um, I just didn't think that these two guys come across as, like, goofy necessarily. Uh, Maybe one more than the other, 
But I just feel it just, it just to me when I look at it, they just seem like two tough guys. Like one of like like like, like Eric is this tatted up you know badass who likes to hunt for real and likes to you know actually be one with the world and 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 he is that character and i don't think that he is someone who uh who necessarily cares about what people thinks about him and i don't this feels more natural to him and ivar as goofy as he as as good of a goofy character as he may be able to play the guy's huge the guy is like this imposing force so to me i think that they'll have a much better run as bad guys than they did as good guys. And like at first when they came out, I got a little worried. Like they showed that picture at first and I thought like, Oh no, please tell me they didn't repackage them into something ridiculous. But I don't know. Yeah. The, the makeup and the outfits, they, they fit them to me. Like I follow Eric on social media and he's got like his own farm with Sarah and like, uh, yeah, I just to me this makes a lot more sense. A lot more sense. Uh, after that, there was Raquel Rodriguez and Lacey Evans versus Sonia Deville, who came out with Zia Lee and Shayna Baszler. Lacey Evans wins for the team with the women's right, but after that, Shayna and Zia attack. Uh, however, the babyface team foils the attack and stands tall. In the end, I think Lacey Evans is a baby face. It, it, it it's still confusing. Still TBD, I guess. TBD. We'll we'll have to wait and see. Um, nothing really too deep to analyze here. Sonya Deville had a great promo before this where she was talking crap to Adam Pierce. Um, I, I I I think that was a uh, that was fun, and I had missed her being on the shows. So it's good to see her back, even if she lost in a. In a handicap match, that's never fun for anyone. Actually, no, yeah, it's never fun for anyone. No. <laughs> All right, let's go to a quick commercial break, and I'll be right back. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project big or small as a homeowner myself i always have things i want to work on for my house whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool with over 200,000 pros in their network angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. All right, we're back. Next segment was Ronda Rousey. Wait, excuse me. 
not Ronda Rousey. It was Natalia Rousey. <laughs> we had Natalia dressed as Ronda Rousey coming out with a stroller. Um, I, I'm, I sometimes I just I can't help it. I like things that would con, you know might be considered like quote unquote cheesy. You know, some of these things are funny. You know, there's there's like a a fine line between you know eye rolling cheese and enjoyable cheese. And to me, this was enjoyable cheese because. It was so funny seeing her with the stroller and the eye makeup. The eye makeup was, you know, on point, looking just, you know, obviously like the same way Ronda Rousey does it, probably the same makeup people, but still. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I, I was laughing. The stroller was the best touch because <laughs> from afar, I, 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 I was like, when it first hit, I was like, wait, she's coming out with her kid? That's unexpected. That's dangerous. Like, why is she doing that? And then when it <laughs> zoomed in, it showed it was Natty. I was like, oh, of course, that makes perfect sense. And then, you know, the stuff they were saying in this promo, uh, Rousey specifically, was uh, intense uh for i did like i gotta say i gotta give natty her props uh when she referred to Rhonda as the saddest woman on the planet that that uh tickled me got, i got a kick out of that one just because it was such like a ridiculous thing uh to say uh but obviously it was ronda rousey here who just came out guns a-blazing uh, she can't when she tells uh, Natty, I almost didn't recognize you with your rack out. I'm not going to mutilate my body to chase impossible beauty standards like you. The closest you'll ever get to be a main attraction in this company is dressing like me. Just like heater after heater after heater. I mean, I was just sitting there like, man, this is intense. And I know that they've had their uh, they've been going at each other on social media and it's been entertaining to watch and obviously it's been in character but still it's been entertaining to watch and so uh i like that they kind of brought that social media energy that they've had against each other into a segment i uh i know that they're obviously friends and they've shown it for a long time but man they're doing their damnedest to show to, to make everyone think otherwise because like I said, like the closest you'll ever get to be a main attraction in this company is dressing like me. And then they like they tweeted that. Every, now everyone's tweeting that. Oh, I feel like that's not going to make Natty feel good. Um, but I love Natty's rebuttal here where she just takes the stroller and hits Ronda Rousey with the stroller. I just... I. I, I can't, you know, it's been a while since we've seen a stroller attack in pro wrestling. It's not usually the weapon of choice that you see pro wrestlers using uh, against each other, but Natty just chucked it right at her, and I like that Ronda eventually fought it off a little bit, but still, the use of a stroller, uh, you got to give props to that. You got to give credit to someone who is able to use a stroller against their opponent. Honestly, I think, you know, haters will say this match wasn't good, but to me, it was entertaining and effective and building more interest in a match between these two. Gunther defended the IC title against Ricochet next, and he won with a pretty dominant performance. I I wish there was more to say here. I don't know. I, I just I think that Ricochet should be valued more. I feel like a broken record at certain times when I'm saying this over and over and over and over and over and over again. But I just, man, I think that Ricochet 
could have been built into a future universal title challenger at the at, 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 at minimum if they had just put a little more effort into how he was treated as an IEC champion and how he was treated in defeat. I think this one, like at least the last match was a little longer, but this one, I don't know. This one kind of felt like it was a little bit less of a, like, like, like Ricochet put up less of a fight and I'm sure there was less time and it wasn't, you know, the main event, but still, I just kind of felt like Ricochet should have been treated a little better and handled with a little more care. We also had uh, Shotzi versus Tamina in another Money in the Bank qualifier. And there was this weird moment in the match where it seemed like Shotzi had lost for a second. But then, like, her foot was under the rope. So the ref eventually called it off. But he did seem to count three. It was, it was uh, definitely a confusing couple seconds of the match. But Shotzi eventually wins with her new finisher, the Never Wake Up to Qualify for money in the bank i love that shotzi is going to be in the money in the bank match i think that there's huge potential in her as a talent and it seems like they are starting to understand that a little more in the way that she's being handled on tv so a uh, great great sign of things that she was put into this match the debut of max dupree's maximum models was supposed to happen after this but it was once again postponed i guess this time their dressing room wasn't up to snuff uh still uh still gonna have to keep you know i'm still gonna have to play it safe with this one and i'll hold you know hold judgment until uh they actually debut but it did seem like they were referring to more than one person this time um i want i i've seen that there was dark matches that they were that they, that was being done with uh Mansoor and Mace with new gimmicks as uh the male models but that was before Max even really like before this whole thing started to be teased so i wonder it could be them uh it, but i'm really I, I, my gut is still going to stick with uh my my gut still says pretty deadly from NXT since they dropped the tag team titles uh, and I don't think we've seen them since. So I'm I'm still going with Pretty Deadly. And I laughed when Max Dupree said that they're going to titillate the juices of your guilty pleasures. That definitely sounded like a line directly from Vince from Vince McMahon. Like no no question. Uh, all right. Another interesting thing that happened after that was Pat McAfee cut a, cutting a promo on top of the announce desk regarding Corbin coming out him last week. And he challenges Corbin to a match at SummerSlam after that. Um, I liked it. I, I, I This is kind of what I expected to happen after Corbin got in his face last week. I kind of expected Pat McAfee and Corbin to be the next step, and that's what we got here. I think that these two are both so good on the microphone that – uh, they're, they're going to have no problem building this one and making it interesting. This is a nice uh, reward for Corbin after you know helping with Madcap for the past few months and helping Madcap become more of a thing. And I think that it's uh, good for Pat McAfee to show that it, his WrestleMania match wasn't just a one-time thing and that occasionally we're going to see him as a part-time talent when the time calls for it. Lastly, we had Sheamus and Drew McIntyre versus the Usos. 
and Sheamus and Drew won to requalify for Money in the Bank. And this is like this is we can unpin now with what I was talking about at the top of the show. But I just it's like it's okay. Like the whole story of this show was Drew McIntyre and Sheamus re-earning their way into a match that we already saw them earn their way into last week. And there was no real reason for them to be taken out of it whatsoever anyways. So you knew that they were going to earn their way back into it. And there was just like no real reason for any of the main through line of this show. I just didn't get that. It's just, it's just really hard to get invested in the match at all when it's so obvious that that this certain team is going to win because they were already going to be putting them. They were already put in the match. We knew that it was going to happen. It was just clear that this was all filler. It felt like, so that's kind of how I felt about it. And I'm also really just like this show needs Roman Reigns back on a full-time basis. And if not, um, I'm really hoping there's some sort of shakeup or something soon because um, the show is just really, it's really needing, yeah, it's really needing Roman Reigns back. That's how I feel. All right, before we get out of here, a few things. Let's do some housekeeping. Go follow, uh, excuse me, go subscribe to WWE on Fox on social media. If you're listening to this, it's not on video. It's only audio, so I know that you're more than likely already subscribed to this channel. So go subscribe to our YouTube channel as well. But if you are just listening to the audio version of this show, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you being part of this feed. I appreciate you listening, and I appreciate those of you who have left ratings and reviews for the show. I thought this one was very nice, which I saw on there after the last Raw recap. It came in from Cam Cato 95 gave us five stars, saying, Not much to say. The recap show is something I've been wanting to listen to. Glad it's on this channel so I get my out-of-character interview as well. Can tell Ryan really enjoys talking wrestling. Thank you so much, Cam. I appreciate you listening. I've been wanting to do a show like this myself. But like I said in the first one, uh, you know, when you're sitting here doing it by yourself, it's hard to understand. It's hard to tell if you're doing a good job. So when I read a review like that, it makes me very happy. All right. I think I'm done here. I think I've given you the mini... The mini SmackDown, Cam got me all thrown off there. I've given you the mini SmackDown recap of the week. I think we covered everything there. Also, go follow WWE on Fox on social media before we head out of here. If you're listening on your phone right now, just go pull up whatever social media app that you're normally on. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. If you're, yeah, Facebook, <laughs> uh, TikTok, whatever, go follow us on there. We appreciate it very much. You can follow me as well. I'm at Ryan Satin on all social media. You probably know that if you're listening, but if you don't, if you happen to stumble across this, that's where you can find me. Also, if you're listening to this and you don't already follow me on Twitch, I've recently started doing some streams on there as well. So go give me a follow. It's at Ryan Satin Streams. All right, I'm done here. You've got enough of me. I can only give you so much content in the week. So go back to whatever you were doing. Go listen to some music. Go get some peace. Go get some fresh air. And have a great weekend. Yeah.